0: the mom who knows nada my name is Brianna and this is the mom who knows nada podcast i have a very special guest today I've been trying to connect with her so I'm so excited we could finally make it happen and she'll tell you all about the delay in a minute because it's pretty um (laughs) fantastic this is Alyssa Magath uh she is a doula and uh Ayurvedic um I don't know practitioner Mm -hmm. is that the right way to say it yeah so this concept was new to me which is why I thought it was fantastic to get uh a spin on it and get some more insight and bring it to everybody who tunes in so welcome Melissa thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to learn about this practice that you do that I've never heard of before it sounds absolutely fascinating yeah yeah definitely thank you for having me Brianna oh it's my it's my pleasure but first I want to understand what prompted you to be a doula yeah yeah for sure so I am um
1: from Boulder, Colorado. I I actually just Mm -hmm. moved here this year. And um, I feel like Boulder is, a lot of people will make fun of it and say it's one of the most crunchy parts of our country (laughs) um, where we have lots of um, alternative traditional based medicines Mm -hmm. um, that merge with uh, Western medicine practices. And um, with having my first son, I just realized that there was so many missing pieces that we do not get from Mm -hmm. both midwifery and OBGYN care, Uh, mainly nutrition Mm -hmm. or what we call AHARA. So um, nutrition should be at the forefront of prenatal care because it sets the foundation for not only mom's health, but baby's health and Mm -hmm. um, birth outcome affecting a whole family's uh, life for years and years to come, and wanting to be a part of the continuous um, care, not just, hey, I'm at your birth, I'm doing one uh, postpartum visit, and then I'm moving mm-hmm. on. Um, so, really getting to know this family uh, throughout the whole spectrum of pregnancy, mm-hmm. birth, beyond. Um, so, yeah, I was noticing huge cracks with having my, my firstborn. And, um, I worked in healthcare prior to that. And when I was working in healthcare, there was a lot of missing, um, things that I was noticing. So, um, mm. why I stopped working for the hospital and said, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to work for the the patient. <laughs> mm, um, I like that. So, um, I, I switched roles completely. I was in the business development side of healthcare and said, you know what? Hospitals make enough money. Um,
0: I, I'm out. Right. <laughs> so, Ooh, I think it's a really good point and totally off topic, but like, I don't think people realize that or I mean, they, they know that they're there for help and support, but I don't think people realize that a hospital is a business and it has a budget and a bottom line like any other business. And if you're not making your, you know, quota, and if you're not selling this, and if you're not doing that, and if you're not making money off of the people who come in, then. You had to find a way to make money. So that's a really interesting point that we probably don't talk about enough in general about our healthcare system, no. which is a rabbit hole. We should get it down, go down another day, but yes, I like that point. For sure, <laughs>
1: and, and that is what um, opened my eyes about this medicine. I used to work in a traditional Chinese medicine clinic in Boulder for mm. years before becoming a, a birth and postpartum doula, and why I didn't go to acupuncture school is because I wanted to study a traditional based medicine system that you can treat yourself and be your own healer. Mm. And whether you're in India, the U S on vacation, um, if you do not have the finances say to go in and get a treatment, um, that you literally can be any place in the world and be able to treat yourself and your family. Mm. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like in, instead of treating just the symptom, or what we look at as treating the body as a whole, and it really mm-hmm. is uh, preventative care. Um, so yeah, I,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's dive into like the background of the. I, uh, I just got to look at my phonetic spelling because I feel like Ayurvedic. Yes. How do can we look into like where that came from, yeah. like which country is it from, like all of that basic 101 stuff, because I know I did Google, but I'm, I know nothing. So yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. So um, Ayurvedic medicine
1: is a conscious based medicine. It's one of the oldest mm-hmm. uh, holistic medicine uh, systems in existence, about 5000 years old. Um, so, Ayurveda um, means it, it breaks down to uh, the Sanskrit, the science of life. Um, Ayur meaning life, and then Veda meaning science or, or knowledge. And really, this um, medicine system looks at each of us as individuals um, that are a um, composition of five different elements and mm. everything on the earth is composed of those elements in different proportions. And, um, how can we be in balance and in harmony in our environment that you live in? So whether you're in Florida or Colorado or Texas, um, every place in the country has different, uh, plants that are, uh, appropriate, um, eating and season may look a little mm-hmm. bit differently. Um, body practices um, that we do um, external oiliation um, will look a little bit different according to your climate that you're you're living in um so looking at uh individuals as the the microcosm in a in a large um, macrocosm um so yeah the biggest building blocks of our body is our like i was saying the nutrition and Mm -hmm. um, why i didn't decide to study western medicine nutrition um go to nutrition school is because although it's wonderful that we have lots of suggestions eat this in pregnancy don't eat that in pregnancy we we really want to look at the individual and um mm-hmm. uh, what imbalances does that individual have um what is their constitution at conception and birth and how over time, um, living on earth, there are imbalances that lead them to their current day constitution. So um, it's a theory that we have called prakruti versus vakruti theory with, um, you know, your composition being in the womb is much different than present day being exposed to environmental toxins, food, water, um, and so on. Mm -hmm. So that is epigenetics pretty much summed (laughs) up Um, and if people don't know what epigenetics is is that we have a lot of um, current research being done Uh, one of my favorites Dr. Bruce Lipton chats about how um, you are the creator of your own health and that your genes just because your mom or dad have had cancer doesn't mean that you're going to have cancer so Mm the, the um, epi meaning like above genetics, um, that, you know, we can turn on and off our genes with everything that we're doing, from um, eating to uh, environmental exposure, toxin exposure, what we're even telling our, ourselves mm-hmm. about um, how we feel, stress, nervous system, uh, regulation, it is all related. Um, so that is this traditional based medicine system in a nutshell, um, and we finally have data to support that. What thousands of years later that our sages knew were true thousands of years ago. So it is, it is mind blowing, um,
0: thinking about it. (laughs) Um, um, Let's take all these right and left turns and draw a squiggly line and then get back to what we were doing anyway. For sure, for <laughs> it's sure. That's kind, of, kind of what it sounds like. Totally. <laughs> and, you know, if we,
1: if we only just um, listen to what our ancestors were doing, it was working for them because it's gotten us this far. And um, mm-hmm. clearly, we're not doing as good as we should be with both birth Mm. and postpartum outcome in a very developed uh, country here. Yeah. So um, what can we do now? And that is Mm -hmm. return to our roots. And I really think that if the hospital did that, would they be serving tuna sandwiches and jello and soft serve ice cream to our postpartum moms? absolutely not. Um, So once that shifts in the hospital, I
0: will be ecstatic. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if that shift will happen. <laughs> um, I'm not as optimistic as you, probably, <laughs> about that about our healthcare system. Oh, it's a mess. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that what I really like that you said, and it makes so much sense. And I say this all the time is, um, well, a couple things. I like that it's a conscious practice. This this Ayurvedic. Um, medicine is you're consciously you're you're thinking about it it's something that's in your brain every day it's the way you go about things you're methodically making choices based on what the evidence has shown you thus far uh i also like how you're talking about the individual because we I feel like in this country, like a lot of generalities about everything, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's a bell curve for a reason, right? You know, generally, most of us are within this range of the bell curve, you know, So, but there's still a range that's still quote-unquote normal because what is normal? I don't really Mm -hmm. believe that word exists, but we'll just put it in quotes there. And then you have the rest of the bell curve, Mm -hmm. right? So what's right for me on this range of the bell curve isn't gonna be right for you on your range of the bell curve. Correct. And that's perfectly okay. So so why are we m- like muddling down healthcare and nutrition and stuff for this this could work for you, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it could not work for me. Um and then the third thing that I really I just wanted to circle back to, which I hate that phrase but I don't know what else to say. Um is your genes do not necessarily define you. Mm-hmm. It's all about gene expression, mm-hmm. you know. So there are certain things like diseases that arise that they don't really know what happens or where they came from. One of those that in my family is multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. So women are, I believe, more susceptible to multiple sclerosis. However, in my family, it's a man that has it. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Like our genes aren't that terribly different, but at the same time, like. There's so many factors that go into a gene's expression, mm-hmm. whether it ever gets recognized, whether it doesn't get recognized, whether it ever comes to fruition. And it's all the things that you just mentioned, like, where were you at conception? Where were you at birth? Here you, here I am 36 years later. What things have I come in contact with over the last 36 years that could, could have a gene be expressed yep. or impact my life in a certain way that yeah, that makes me who I am, but also might be warning signs for me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really an interesting juxtaposition <laughs> in, in regards to today's healthcare and approach, and you know how we go about it and what we're told to do. Like, I remember again on a tangent somebody saying, You don't eat seafood or like sushi when you're pregnant, right? That could be really bad, and da, da, da. but then you think about there's there's millions of people who eat sushi every day and their their babies are healthy yes (laughs) so so what is it so it it all comes down to what's your body used to I think um and you know more about this than me so (laughs) uh, but I I just those are things I really like and they really resonate in my brain um for, for a multitude of reasons, so you kind of are explaining how this is this is different. It's very different from what we're used to here in the states. Um, does it, this approach encompass other things like acupuncture, chiropractic care, or other kind of holistic approaches to wellness and well being? Yeah. So um,
1: Ayurveda it encompasses dietary protocol, herbal protocol, and body work mm. and. Um, body work is encompassing from marma therapy which is vedic acupressure points so chinese medicine okay. has actually come from so the the chinese traveled to india learned about marma therapy uh, which is um, various points all over the body that correlate with certain organ systems and mm-hmm. um then they started to needle them so we don't necessarily needle them we do acupressure we do um, something that's called abiyanga, which is lymphatic oil medicated oil massage mm. and we we make the medicated oil specific to the um, the client so for postpartum moms and babies oh. this is one of the best ways that we can calm the nervous system um, make sure that some of these Um, herbs are getting into the bloodstream, lubricating the soft tissue systems and helping with bowel movements, helping with the um, flexibility and suppleness of the skin. Um, And then one of the the greatest cleansing practices that we do is called pancha karma, um, where somebody say that's trying to get pregnant that say is having fertility issues. Um, Mm -hmm. Extreme Detox, um, it is really great, especially right now with um, post-COVID reactions, whether it be from the virus or vaccine, Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I'm seeing it a lot and even though we don't necessarily have much clinical data with large sample sizes on a lot of these Mm -hmm. practices, uh, I have observation from, I've been to a little over 300 births, and then um, yeah. my, my teacher is a medical doctor and an Ayurvedic medicine doctor, he's an OBGYN, um, so between all of the case studies that we have uh, between our classmates, our school, uh, we do see much success from Uh, focusing on circadian rhythms. So when to Mm. go to bed, when should we be eliminating um, different properties of of everything that you're putting into your body. Anything can be medicine and anything can be poison. Um, Mm. So, um, It is so simple. So people say, "Okay, what else are you combining this with? This is I feel like one of the hardest things for people (laughs) to do because it's a major lifestyle change. So yes, we want to get the smoothie because the smoothie is easier, but why should we be having uh, warm, cooked, uh, light, easily digestible spiced foods postpartum instead of a smoothie? Um, What does that smoothie do once it's in your body? The post-digestive effect, what does it have on um, vata is what we call air, um, air and ether element, and that is major postpartum because your seat is open so air element can just Mm. travel right through your body travel through your ears and um, that vata um, dosha um, it governs everything from digestion circulation elimination anxiety depression post-traumatic stress disorder movement in the brain so um, Mm. the seat of vata is the colon so how do we um, help a mom postpartum, her digestion all day. Um, digestive fire is um, is minimal post-birth, so we want to um, get it back up um, slowly over time. So if we were doing that, I really think that anxiety and depression would be not even <laughs> a thing postpartum. Um, but um, yeah, it has changed my life comparing my first my first um, birth experience to my second birth experience and even the outcome of uh, the baby and baby health. Um, What led me to this medicine is my son um, had an autoimmune diagnosis and Uh I found my teacher. He no longer has symptoms of that diagnosis and um interesting yeah we were trying everything and throwing money out the window trying to figure out why isn't this working why isn't this working and I met my teacher and I said okay you're the one I'm going to go to school with um
0: Uh. (laughs) now had you been looking for this kind of education prior to your um your children being born, or is this something you kind of stumbled into when you became a mom, or yeah. when you were becoming a mom? Yeah. So I am. Um, I
1: am a biochemist by degree, so okay. Um, being in that that, Hey, are you going to be a doctor? I really wanted to become a pediatrician. And Interesting. Um, now that I have studied this and I'm still studying, I'm in a, a doctorate level program that will take me much longer than it will. If I were to go to traditional medical school, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I want to go that route because so much is missed. And there's a reason why we have, half of our children that are, are sick with unexplainable diagnoses and um yeah a lot of it is it all goes back to our diet um and yes we don't have to be perfect with it 100 percent of the time everything in moderation but our kids deserve more and what their mm-hmm. schools are giving them what we give hospitals those are the two worst places to go to for sustenance um So, um, I have
0: hope. (laughs) Oh, the irony. Oh, the irony.
1: (laughs) I I, I have hope. So it's, um, it's, um, vitality for, uh, moms and how we're treating them the Mm -hmm. first year postpartum. We know that vitamin stores and nutrients are are depleted even with breastfeeding, um, that Mm -hmm. moms that are having lab work done, their labs aren't back to what they were some, sometimes a year and a half after giving birth. Um, Mm -hmm. so we like to say that the first six weeks especially post-birth the first 42 days are significant but why not the first nine months post-birth are the most significant because we've had Mm. psychological um, physical and emotional changes in such a short period of a time Um, so um, when we support women were supporting the continuation of our whole community at large. And yes, um, that's excellent point. (laughs) um, This, this medicine, I, even though it is, uh, most of the Ayurvedic stages are men. Uh, Mm -hmm. there is, um, texts that we go through that are heavily, heavily focused on this. And it's like, why were they looking at this? But you go to your doctor now, and they won't tell you anything about the postpartum period. They won't tell you about uh, suggestions for body care. If you ask them, they, they usually don't know. Um, they don't know much about supplementation. <laughs> um, it's a whole other concept that hasn't even been um, right. looked at. So, why, why mm-hmm. do we have one postpartum visit with an OB? Um, uh-huh.
0: So, yeah. Um, <laughs> No, and I think that's a really good way to just like look at it. I think it's really easy to, we're busy, right? Yeah. The way we, we live in this culture in particular is immensely different than a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. Look at, we have to fight for maternal leave or parental leave for like moms and dads who want to take off. We have to fight for like our two week vacation, and you're just like, what mm-hmm. the heck? So, how do we maintain our wellness? when everything that we do is coming from a box mm. or you know a farm off in you know I don't know alger mongolia yeah. you know why are we why are we not concerned about where our nutrients are coming from and what we're putting into our bodies particularly i would say for women of child bearing years like there's something, there's something, I think there's something there. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this as a little antidote. I remember I was diagnosed in two, I don't know how old, how old was I? I It's 28 years old. So it's about eight years ago. I was diagnosed with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm -hmm. And my doctor was like, oh yeah, your hormones are all messed up. You have so many cysts, blah, 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 blah. Um, All these things. She's like, you don't fit other characteristics of it, but like, all of this lab work is showing me that you're messed up. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I was working in hospitality. I was living in LA um, and I started to go see an acupuncturist of all things uh-huh. afterwards because th- th- I couldn't even be on birth. I couldn't be on any hormones to help or anything like that. And I also wasn't in a relationship. So I'm not going to pump my body full of junk, right? Um, that's not manifesting organically, right? Um, so I was like, let me just take a different approach and, um, and so I did that, and then I ended up moving from L.A. to Denver mm-hmm. um, and working at a place called True Food Kitchen for anybody. Oh, yeah. I bring this up periodically. Yeah. Um, so it's a, Yeah, anti-inflammatory <laughs> diet, Dr. Weil. Um, and, oh, now it has, like, Oprah's backing and all this other stuff, but that was not what was going on when I was there. Anyway, um, but the whole point of the diet in the restaurant is for anti-inflammatory. So if you have any kind of issues, they can usually be, tr- like, what's what I'm looking for, connected to some kind of inflammation in your body somewhere. Um, If you are sick with like a cancer or, you know, a a, a digestive disorder, this whole anti-inflammatory diet is supposed to be supportive of whatever issues you have. Right. So here I was told four years prior that I couldn't get pregnant and all this stuff. And then I have a four year old son. Yes. So, but my, I got pregnant when I was working at, true food kitchen and I do believe that there was some kind of I was the healthiest I've ever felt in my skin when I was eating that diet all the time because I was a manager and I had to eat all the food all the time right like it was part of our job we literally had to make sure the food tasted good yeah uh, and was right in the you know because it's all about consistency and all this stuff and you see what goes into making like these sauces and this pasta or that and it's not that it's You know, pasta's not bad for you, steak's not bad for you, Um, other things aren't bad for you. It's just, where's that coming from? You know, where's that, if you're getting it, and we would source, as local as possible with like vendors yeah. that would like bring in from as local as possible farms or whatever, you know, you're not getting avocados in in Colorado, no. that's not happening. But, <laughs> yeah. but that was the whole idea was like, let's try to use vendors who source from local farms so that everything is like, so it's really interesting to me to hear you say that uh, because I kind of. Have you looked at other holistic practices and I really do believe they have impacted my life? Um, Well, think of
1: preservatives. So preservatives in the United States, uh, preservatives are in every single thing. And when we hear these Mm -hmm. greenwashing words like natural flavor and this is organic, (laughs) um, but is it really? And um, I tell my clients. Um, Do you know where that came from? And usually they'll say, I I don't I don't know. Do do you know where the source where it's coming from? The foods Mm -hmm. that you do know the source where they're coming from, they're full of life or prana. So if we're putting as much prana in our body as possible, um, your your body's going to be able to digest and absorb those things much better and utilize those nutrients. Uh, Versus something that has been processed and packaged. And with inflation going up right now, you go to the grocery store and everything packaged is outrageous pricing. I'm happy that that's Mm -hmm. happening because you can get (laughs) the fresh things for so much cheaper. Like I could buy four beets the other day for uh, less Mm. money than the, the popcorn that my son wanted. And maybe that will... Um, you know, inspire people to say, I want to try these things because this is cheaper and I'm going to get more bang
0: for my buck. Um, Right. Um, But who knows? That's funny. Um, I like that. You're like, I'm happy (laughs) that way to be way to keep it real. (laughs) Um, So how do you integrate this approach to your clients and like kind of explain the benefits to them for people who might not understand or know what it's all about?
1: In prepping for birth, so I will do a whole intake, um, separate than birth doula work, but on their medical history. And I've had Mm. people, moms um, that have had congestive heart failure that have Mm. had type 1, type 2 diabetes, elevated blood pressures, preeclampsia, vascular disorders. And most of my clientele is very high risk and um, are are searching for hey, I've been on these pharmaceuticals for this amount of time and they're causing this side effect and this side effect. And I really want some help here. And nobody's really giving me answers. And um, it has I I have seen quite a bit of success with moms that they're right about to try IVF and they really want to get pregnant and we start working together and a couple months in, they find out that they're pregnant. And we'll do uh, gentle, gentle cleansing uh, with both diet and herbs before we do more restorative herbs or rasayanas what we call it. And um, yeah, I, um, two of the big things that I'm seeing um, the last two years with, with this virus happening is higher blood pressures. Um, the heart being mm-hmm. affected. So, higher blood pressure. So, I never used to see preeclampsia in my birth clients. And then I felt like it was every other birth I would go to and preeclampsia, preeclampsia, what's happening? Or um, postpartum hemorrhaging. Um, so, my, Ooh, my teacher said, okay, we need to be giving a combination of herbs that are safe for pregnancy that will reduce the risk and we will um, treat. Uh, both Rasa and Rakta Datu. So, what those are are two tissue systems that we look at the, um, the plasma and the blood, which then affect mm-hmm. cardiac, liver, spleen, um, and our, our reproductive system. Mm-hmm. And um, give those to, to mamas that are open minded to taking those suggestions to really reduce those and um, modulate and help control blood pressure, healthy ranges. Mm-hmm. Um, Every mom that I've had take them have not had any of those complications. Um, I was planning my home birth with my second. And my biggest thing was I do not want to go to the hospital during these times and have to bring my four-year-old and we all be in masks and this and that. And I know not everybody can have a home birth. um, But if we are allotted that time to try to have a six to nine month period before we're conceiving to really open up our channels and um, lightly cleanse to prepare for being the home of the, the baby, mm. um, that will really affect uh, birth outcome. Um, so huh. postpartum, the postpartum side of things I think is even more important because most women's health um, conditions and diseases come up post birth um, mm. whether it be uterine issues, diabetes, um, anemia, um, and, and the list goes on and on. So, on and on. so if we're able to, to gently, um, when we're helping the mom, um, as an Ayurvedic postpartum doula, baby care comes after that's going to come. Someone's always going to be able to take care of the baby, but if the mom <laughs> isn't, um, well rested in if she is not having that appropriate diet and body care um, Mm. daily oiliation um, teaching her how to do that on herself what herbs and spices to incorporate in foods that will help purify breast milk purify the blood uh, bring new blood flow flow to the uterus will be in a whole other spot and herbs and spices are not pricey and we have a lot that are local Mm. here and so really using what our mother earth has given us we're, we're very yeah. lucky to be in a place where we have lots of plants
0: well and i think that's interesting because we don't always talk about i mean i hear it because i look it up but um herbs and spices really are medicine there's a reason that my, <laughs> i don't know if you can hear my cat meowing but he i just got him from a trip this is, again here I'm on my tangent and he's like What's that weird? Um, oh, my gosh. Like, when you go away and come back, he's like a stage five yeah. clinger when I come back because he's like separation, that's separation yep. anxiety. He's like, oh, Mom, you left me. Anyway, sorry, Diesel. Um, but they really are medicine. And so I, I, I go to acupuncture regularly. Mm-hmm. And I have people who are like, "Ugh, Brie, like, what is this? That's that, that woo-woo stuff. And it's funny. My acupuncturist doesn't do TCM, traditional Chinese medicine. She does, um, it's yep. called five element mm-hmm. medicine. Yeah. So, uh, so you're talking, I kind of want to use this as a launch yeah. pad into getting into the, the elements. Cause I think that's a really interesting concept yeah. and I'd like to know more about it. But, um, it, so people think I'm like crazy, but I'm like, you know, this has been around for thousands of years. There's a reason we're still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be that crazy if it's existed this long. Well, you know what it, I mean? <laughs> it, it, it
1: truly is basic chemistry. So any chemist will, will will tell you that the five elements, everything that existing around us is either made up of air, ether, fire, water, or earth. And mm-hmm. everything around us has those proportions. And we have those into what's called uh, doshas. So we have three doshas. Okay. We have vata dosha which is uh, air and ether that's what we really want to take care of in pregnancy and postpartum you have that air element that goes from from mom to baby and Mm -hmm. uh, during the eighth month of pregnancy uh, we have a transfer of immunity and um, strength and uh, vitality between the mom and the baby so if we're not taking care of that movement and excess, that's usually when uh, preterm labor can happen or mm. issues in um, in um, baby health and even mom health as well. Uh, we have pitta, we have our, our more fiery uh, dosha, um, so we have that made up of um, uh, mostly fire and um, water and then we have uh, kapha which is uh, more of our earthy um, uh, structure that we have and all of them blended together uh, we have each of those in all of us and um, what can we do to um, have those be in balance but usually we Mm -hmm. have a predominant dosha uh, that
0: we are um, uh, compromised of. Yeah, so we kind of like gravitate to like one of those like intrinsically and yeah. then, but we still have to find a way to make sure they all kind of have a harmony. Yeah, to them. yep, yep. Oh. I'm just uh, making sure I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so um, e-
1: each of those doshas, we can either go in the further depth, our um, um, are, um Related to certain organs and organ systems.
0: Mm.
1: And um, when those organ systems are out of balance, certain diseases can can um, occur. And when we talk about vata, when vata is imbalanced or vitiated, usually viral uh, diseases occur. Mm. Um, so the last two years, we have a total vata imbalance across our world. Um, and that has led to various, um, health, um, issues that we're now working with. Uh, (laughs) um, Welcome to today. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I I think there's like a lot of quizzes online that people, they want to find what their dosha is and this and that. Um, but you know, you're, you're honestly a blend of all three. Um, but what dosha is imbalanced, that's affecting the other two doshas. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's called tridoshic theory. Um, we want like all three nicely blended in harmony and balance. and none of us have them, all three imbalanced. Um, you know, we're all working (laughs) towards it. So, um, so yeah, I, um, we do talk about the lymphatic system in the brain and we have practices where we're oleation um, through the air, nose and throat where we lose about mm-hmm. two pounds of junk out of our nose each year and why we should be doing those practices. Um, uh, the vagus nerve, which we, you know, the chiropractors mm. I really love because they do stimulate vagal vagal nerve activity. but we know that our our brain is our our second gut um, so when we're not stimulating um, and feeding healthy um, microbe flora in the gut we're not feeding Mm -hmm. our brain and um, the biggest thing our our reproductive system our uterus is our first home so Mm -hmm. if we're not fostering that if we're not treating the blood we're not treating the uterus or what we call shukra um, datu which is our reproductive tissue system and all the organs around it then um, you know we're in trouble so um, what can we do to to help people have that basic education and practices and um, from food to diet to body care there are Ayurvedic practitioners that their whole practice is based off of Panchakarma where you're gently cleansing and preparing through purgation, through Abhyanga massage, through herbs, through diet and preparation Mm -hmm. um, for um, pregnancy or vitality, wellness. um, And the people that have been doing that for Lengthy periods of time look better than any other thirty-year-old that I know. So we have sixty-year-old, <laughs> sixty-year-old women that look like they're thirty, and, and there's a reason why we have one body, one home. And when you take good care of it, um, disease is less likely to manifest.
0: Yeah, I like that you said that the uterus is our first home. Like, there's an epiphany I never really thought of. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. Well, and it's uh, it's so basic that. um, Yeah. yeah. You kind of overlook it. You know what I mean? For sure. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Well, I did anyway. So how has this impacted your life? And especially you kind of talked about the birth of your second child. So how's this all of this practice and ayurvedic process how has it really benefited you
1: yeah for sure so (laughs) i'm moving here so there are a lot of ayurvedic doulas in boulder colorado and ayurvedic practitioners and here i'm the only one that i know of that has proper training um Mm. given that we are not um, um, nationally um, regulated or we are you you can take your board exam and um, you can be Uh, a part of NAMA the National Ayurvedic Medical Association but there's no state-by-state regulation for Ayurvedic Mm. practice so people can be more open to doing what they want to do which is a good thing and a bad thing Um, yeah so there's some people that aren't practicing the true medicine and doing their own variation Um, but my first birth I um, returned to work pretty quickly I was at my first birth four weeks postpartum um, back to working and I shouldn't have done that. Uh, diet, um, was affecting breastfeeding, being on call, being up Mm. late. Um, so I did have anxiety post my firstborn. Um, and this time I feel like everyone makes fun of me because I put so much time into what we're eating and teaching my husband and, um, really having a, a set plan because we, we weren't able to hire someone here. There wasn't anybody that does in home, uh, medicated lymphatic oil massage, um, or mother care. They'll do overnight, care, but don't take my baby away from me. I want to be with my baby. And that's sadly what a lot of postpartum doulas do is give me your baby Mm -hmm. and you go sleep. Um, the sleep for moms and babies, and some might say I'm crazy for saying this, but those are doing well when that nutrition is doing well for the mom because you have colic and um, digestive Mm -hmm. issues happening in these babies when we're not doing a vata pacifying diet and when we're eating raw cold foods hard to digest foods then the baby becomes Mm -hmm. upset and then they're not um, able to sleep if we're doing um, oil massage on them every day usually before bedtime and we do it before bathing them um they go to sleep and they're very calm so mm-hmm. we are connected to their nervous system and when we feel at least if we're really exhausted if we feel nourished that's enough to get you through of the day um uh-huh. <laughs> and um yeah there has been times where i'm like you know what it's it's so much easier i have my four-year-old to order a pizza and the first month at least I said you know what you guys order the pizza I'm gonna stick to what I've been doing because it's been working for me and um, the days that you know I do stray away from um, the typical diet that I've been doing like soupy diet I have mm-hmm. soup every day even if it's hot out uh, my, my son mm-hmm. doesn't have any <laughs> digestion issues my first did because I wasn't prepared I didn't have freezer to go meals. I wasn't making bone broth, mm. freezing bone broth. Um and um yeah, switching off with my husband of hey. We have four instant pots. Here's what I need and you do this. <laughs> um so uh <laughs> so much different. Uh my my second born now is 2 months and mm-hmm. um Uh, My teacher said, you look so much happier, you know, post the birth experience and everything that you did through pregnancy, it mattered because here you are, no postpartum complication, no birth complication. And there is something to be said about ritual and doing things every day at the same time Mm -hmm. and um, connecting with your baby through that. And my first son is very... Uh, loud and rambunctious and um <laughs> um you know all over the place and my second board I noticed his demeanor is much more calm and kafka like um very grounded and um earthy and slow moving and um that is affected by the mom's state um both physically mm. and metaphysically when pregnant and um Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody wants to reduce their stress load. And we have these basic practices that have been here for a very long time that we should be using to reduce them. So. I like yeah.
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. it. I can't believe you're giving us an, uh, some of your time when you have a two-month-old. But I guess, is he a good sleeper? Is he sleeping? Because you're healthy and yeah, good. Yeah, he's he's
1: sleeping well. Um, of course, there's been some nights, so. <laughs> um I've had like tacos and here and there when I do certain beans he's not happy with it so I'm like oh man I'm craving those beans but that's what's making him fussy so (laughs) um yeah but uh yeah I I um have been much better at okay the art of taking care of myself because if I don't do that then I can't show up for my family, and um, that—that's that, the biggest thing—is like mm-hmm. we're told, like, keep pushing through it, pushing through it, and we don't really have a village, even though everybody tells us to, you know, lean on your village. Your village—it's like, okay, well, where are they?
0: <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I hear you. Um, I hear you. Oh man, my son was born in Dallas, and we knew nobody. Yeah. And I did all of this research and digging and everybody thought I was like weird for going to like acupuncture and chiropractics and hiring a doula and all this stuff. And now in retrospect, I'm like, well, that has gotten me here because there's still so much more to learn. You know what I mean? Like there's so much stuff that, and what I, what I appreciate about what you're saying too, is like, we're focused here in this little microcosm on on the mom and what's best for mom and baby and all that stuff but what you're talking about can be used by anybody yeah anywhere at any time and i think that's what makes it like full picture is that okay sure yeah we're focused on one segment of the population but all of these principles can be applied to your own life if you so choose to so i think that's a really important thing to kind of highlight as well yeah for sure Um, if anybody wants
1: a, um, if they want to read before they give birth, I have a good book. Um, so this is one of my teachers, Ayurveda for the childbearing years. She is a former Mm. home birth midwife and Ayurvedic practitioner. She's retired now. Um, but from boulder and it's not that big so you can just skim through it and and do takeaways (laughs) um you know always wanting to give people info but not have them read a a bible of information Um, right (laughs) especially if you have other children so um yeah and i think as time goes on you know we have so many birth doulas i love being a birth doula Mm -hmm but we need more postpartum doulas that are actually doing Mm. mother care because everyone wants to be there. I feel like for the highlight of birth. Um, but the the Mm -hmm. other side, it it can be really amazing and really awesome, but there can be some darkness. So,
0: um, Mm -hmm. I'm the mom who knows nada. Thank you so much for tuning in to learn about Ayurvedic medicine with Alyssa Magath. If you want to follow her on Instagram to learn more, she's the the St. Augustine doula and her website is fillyourcupdoula.com. Thank you so much. Hope you learned something today.